What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gear Boys. I'm your host, Colonel and Dad, Garrett Morling. And here in the virtual studio with me is the king of video games and resident power washer extraordinaire, Adrian Holmes. What's up, Adrian? What's, what is going on, Garrett? How are you this evening? We are back for another round of foolishness and maybe a little bit of game news sprinkled in there. Yeah, yeah, mostly foolishness, uh, especially since uh, uh, I am here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, good to be back, good to be back. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't sure if it was gonna be possible. There was Hurricane Hillary hit San Diego hard, or was supposed to anyways. Uh, <laughs> turned out as this was like a light sprinkle all day and got a nice little breeze, you know, in the afternoon, but um, a lot you of- You were spared the rest of LA, however. That's, we'll see how that goes. I did hear that LA got hit pretty good just with like, because of the sheer amount of water. Like there's some video I saw of like one of the canals that are designed to hold water. So it's not like it was bad, but you know, it was like normally bone dry, like full of the brim of water. So it was like, oh, okay. Well, the canal is working as it should, but holy cow, that's a lot of water. Um, <laughs> San Diego from everything I've heard, still in one piece. Everything's good. Uh, uh, actually, no. So, oh man, I should look into that. The one place I haven't, I should go check out is uh, so there's this place called Mission Valley, um, and there's a mall there. And anytime we get like any bit of rain, um, that place floods immediately. The parking garage, like three foot of water. It's insane because it's right next to a river. So, this is a public place flooding like this. Yeah, yeah, it's a like it's, it's a happened mall. multiple times, oh, and nobody's all, like, all, "Hey, we should." Uh, I mean, it's right next to a river. What do you do? Move the river? Like you can't, you can't do it. Build a build a uh, some kind of a structure next know. to it. I don't you, know, a, a fence, a wall, something, yeah. barricade. <laughs> uh, but it floods constantly, and so I'm curious. Like I haven't heard anything, which I'm surprised. Like I feel like if it flooded, it would have been all over the news. Like, oh my gosh, Mission Valley is like ten foot of water. Like <laughs> GameStop and the Apple Store completely wiped out. Or <laughs> but like, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything. So I don't know. Um, who knows? But uh, yeah, I was I was surprised. It was uh, pretty pretty calm. Pretty calm here. Um, let me see. Uh, oh. So, uh, Pelagem in the chat says a bunch of streets Modesto flood every time there are big rains every time no fix <laughs> so all right so central it. central valley is uh maybe got got a little bit as well um yeah uh so yeah we we are having a show again yesterday I was like should I even do show notes like is this gonna be happening because originally that it was actually wasn't supposed to hit us until Monday like early morning like this morning and then yeah, it hit us a little earlier and was extremely light. So here we are. I'm well, alive. I tell you what, I how about you just keep it, keep it down there. All right. I don't. You can keep it down there in SoCal. We don't need it up here. All right. Well, I was looking at the radar, and as of like it was like what nine o'clock this morning. I was having, supposed to be near Fresno. Uh, well, I looked at the radar. It was already in Nevada. It was like it's like oh, out of California. Boy. It's out of California already. So it's like left oh, the state and it's it. gone to a new state. It was like just crossed over the take it. just crossed the border into Nevada. So I was like, all right, we're we're free and clear now. Good luck, Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, well, let's get going with the show here. Since we are here, we all survived the the Hurricane Hillary, and uh, <laughs> so let's celebrate and talk about some video games. 
Today, we're going to be talking about some of our Gamescom predictions uh, that is happening tomorrow as of the recording. So when you get this, when everyone else gets this on Wednesday, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? Well, you can, if you miss the coverage, watch you our- should have been here. You should have been here, but watch our coverage. We are going to be live reacting tomorrow at 11 p.m. Pacific time. I think it's at 11. Is that correct? I should have uh, researched that. Um, Gamescom is 11 their time, but it's 10.30 a.m. our time. Really? Interesting. Yes, because okay. it's in Europe. Okay. Uh, when we get to that segment of this of the, of the news, we will have a clearer time. So if you want to know what time we're streaming it, stay tuned for another like 20 minutes, <laughs> and then I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Gamescom predictions. If Super Mario Wonder might have online play, how Mario has lost his voice, and Hi-Fi Rush hits major milestone. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Bumble Smash, Eddie Martin, and Kajoma01, and our Super Gamer sponsors, Julie Bates and Mama Mare. If you want to be awesome just like those folks, head over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys, and you can support us over there starting at just $1 a month. That's right, one buck. And uh, you can get episodes early and ad-free, such as this show. You don't catch it live. You can be catching it right afterwards. I edit it and put it out for Patreon supporters, both the audio and the video. Um, and... Uh, yeah, five dollar tier. Ten. We have a five, ten, fifteen dollar tier that we will talk about later on the show. Uh, you also get access at that one dollar tier to our other Patreon exclusive shows. Previously, that was Super Gamer Book Club, which, by the way, the final episode is now out for free. Uh, Super Metroid featuring Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, so you should go check that out, um, featuring Patrick and Mark over there. Uh, blast to record. Talk about some Super Metroid. Uh, but the new show, Super Later Boys, episode two is currently available. And hopefully this weekend we're recording episode three. I reached out to JJ and Adrian uh, and we're trying to nail it down. That was one of those things, Adrian, that like Saturday morning, I like woke up and I'm like, there's something it's, I'm forgetting. Like what? Something I have... has to do with the end of the month. What yeah. is that? What, what is, is that? that? And I looked at the calendar. And I'm like, oh no, I got. We have to record super later, boys. And I'm leaving on we, a trip for Seattle. We gotta start like we gotta start <laughs> planning the rest of the year. Being like, hey, in this month, what do you got? In this <sighs> month, and everybody put it on their calendar so that we know. So that we're not doing this the day before we got to record it. Something, something. Or I just need to, like, yeah, we just need to be smart and not uh, record a week before the end. Like, this, it's a, it's an evergreen product. We could literally record it anytime. Like, I could, we could have recorded 10 episodes um, the, in the first week of August and just put them out for the next 10 months. But instead, I wait <laughs> until the last well, week. I'm I mean, like, oh, no, we, we need an episode that's now. Thing, that's, the, that's the hard part, right? It's yeah. old working, man. We got to. Yeah, yeah, you got to work with his schedule. So, um, real quick, I did bring up a old John a, Henry. I <laughs> I did bring up a, the IGN article just for the fun of it, uh, so I could tell you the Gamescom stream time. Uh, according to this, Tuesday, August twenty second, Gamescom Studio Opening Night Live with IGN post show um, is happening at eleven a.m. Pacific time, two p.m. Eastern time, eight p.m. CEST. So it is eleven a.m. tomorrow. We will okay. be doing. Uh, that IGN watch along, it looks like, according to IGN, which they are generally pretty reputable. <laughs> so do we want to, well, we'll talk about it later. I was yep. going to say, do we want to start early? Uh, like like we'll a 1030? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we will put out a post. How about that? 
<laughs> stay tuned. Work. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, we've talked about our Patreon. We've talked about uh, what we're talking about tonight. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Jack Sracha and Yate for allowing us to use this music, which is probably incredibly loud in the background. Because I forgot, oh no, has it been blaring? Because I forgot to turn it down on the live stream and the podcast. It's going to sound great. It sounds like we're in a club right now. <laughs> yeah. With the music just blasting. Sorry. Hey, have you uh, heard of my podcast? Yeah. Are, you, are you listening to my pod? What? Listen. My podcast? <laughs> uh, I always do that. So I need, I need, so I, I have a, the Stream Deck app on my iPad. That's what I use. I need to set up a macro where when I hit, the button to start the show it automatically turns it down because i always forget drives me crazy sorry live stream people you probably couldn't hear a thing we were talking about uh unless it was one, one of uh jack sriracha's uh chill tunes then uh like his more uh, laid back song might have got away with it you might you might have been able to hear it still um oh one last thing i want to make an announcement of uh i was a guest on one of our sister shows, uh, also part of the HPBG, uh, HP, what was, well, I don't even know what it called. What's the network we're part of? HP Video Game Network, right? HP, HP VGN. Hey something. man, you're the captain. You're supposed to know these things. We're part of some video game podcast network <laughs> that we rarely speak to or hear from, except for our friends over at SBF. VGS, Super Best Friend Video Game Sleepover. That's the name of their podcast. Um, uh, the rest all, of them are dead. They are great people. Uh, they raided us a couple weeks ago while we were recording. Um, David has been over there playing Baldur's Gate 3 and having a good old time. It's a lot of fun to watch. Anyways, I was a guest on their show. I recorded it Friday. It just came out today, uh, Monday the 21st. So go check out SBF VGS, all your podcast apps, um, and uh, give them a follow. They make great stuff. And uh, it was fun. We got to talk about some news and, uh, you know, talked, I think, for about an hour or more about Baldur's Gate 3. They're like, oh, yeah, we usually shoot between an hour, hour and a half. We went for over two hours talking about, <laughs> like, like the podcast as a whole. So it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun with those guys, David and Mike over there. So go check that out. And you were on something, too, right? Something you were on. I was on. Yeah, I was on the uh, Super NPC Radio. They were doing yeah, a Space Solace. Space Solace. Uh, we were picking the best games from 1998, which some people uh, consider the best year for gaming ever. There's definitely a case to be made for that. Uh, so go and listen to their podcast and uh, find out what I picked. Maybe it is the best year ever. Who knows? 1998. This year said? can. Yeah. Okay. This year can definitely compete. Um, Metal Gear Solid, right? That was '98. Mm-hmm. All right, that's well, that's that's my pick. That's all, all of my picks is just that one game. Uh, uh, speaking of of Baldur's <laughs> Gate, um, that game looks really, really good. Yeah, and why aren't I, you playing it? It's a lot. I, I'll <laughs> I'll explain it when when we get to what you've been playing. But I okay, tell you what, okay, there's okay. this there's this character I've been seeing on the social medias. Uh, you probably know her. Uh, apparently, she's a, a tiefling. Uh, Car Carlac, I think is her name. Uh, I have not met her yet. I have seen her. I have not met her. Okay. Yet. Yeah, not in my gameplay yet. Let's just say it's a really good incentive to play the game. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, Adrian. <laughs> uh, Don't act I, like that's not what this game is about. We know. We know. It's. It really. I mean, they made a big push in the marketing. Like what? Two weeks before it came out, like you can sleep with a bear. And I remember being I heard like, this game is pretty saucy, dude. And I was like, that's. That's weird. Like, that's not 
why I play games, but all right, cool. Uh, and we we talk about that on the SPF BGS because it's kind of like, like, what's the deal? And everyone's like, no, yeah, like it's that was actually one of spoiler, I guess, for the podcast. Mike's gripes. He was like, people are just like way too horny over there. Like you barely. Uh, that's a gripe. Well, he because he was saying like he's like either a game is like. He, he's he compares either a game with its uh, romance built in the games how it is either a mass effect 2 or a mass effect 3 i guess a mass effect 2 you had to really work for it and like it made sense it felt like like it made sense mass effect 3 he, he explained how there was one time where he spent a long time from the ship and he came back and like boom 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 like in one night apparently he had like four different people <laughs> four or five <laughs> different people showing up at his room and so he's like this game is close this game is closer to a mass effect 3 and he's like and i don't like it he's like if there's gonna be these like relationships you build with people at least make me work like work for it you know make it like realistic a little bit don't i just- don't know bro i just <laughs> it feels like a I don't know. Just I, I have to object to that one because it's just kind of like, uh, you know, like, uh, oh no, what a what a terrible problem to have. A bunch of hot monster ladies want to jump my bones as soon as oh they meet my me. Gosh, oh my I don't know, gosh. bro. That doesn't sound like a problem to me. <laughs> it just tells me that your character starts off with all the all the charisma you have, you can get. You start off with your charisma on just like a thousand. I'm fine with that. It doesn't matter what your charisma level is actually at. It's just, you walk into the tavern, all of them swooning over you. All the ladies want you. You got to beat oh, them off with man. a stick. I'm Look, you're selling me on this game now. <laughs> a pellet in right? the chat says plus five in endowment. <laughs> uh, roll the d20 and see what you get. You get plus five. Uh Oh, we got nat 20 roll, on that roll, one. Don't roll, you worry about Roll that. for advantage. You get through, you can roll, <laughs> roll twice and take the better of both. Um, oh, man. All right. It's on my radar. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Let's move on with the show here. We got some good stuff coming up, like this mailbag segment. Uh, so let's go ahead and boot up, on up Super Gamer Bot. Uh, do you want to flip that switch over there? Uh, I would if um, our our uh, my switches were working. Oh, your switches are broken. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Let me let me flip the old switch and. Thank you, sir. There we go. There, there we, we go. go. All right, all right. Hi everyone, SG Bot here. Ready for questions? Okay. Bring it on. Bring it on. SG Bot, huh? They're shortening it up a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah, gave himself a nickname. Okay. How about that? That's pretty. That's some well, smart well, AI over so, there. I was going to say, I don't remember putting that feature in there. I think <laughs> I think it's programming itself. Yeah, I don't little, know about this. A little too smart. A little too smart. All right. This first question comes from Hophead Ed. Let's see what he has for us. What is your Mount Rushmore of video game surprises? Ooh, Mount Rushmore video game surprise. I do see a note here that spoilers are allowed as well. Oh, okay. So we don't need to hold back. If we got a twist or a turn in the game, full spoiler. So heads up to you people who are listening. If you don't want to yeah, hear spoilers, full on. jump ahead like five to ten minutes maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll, it's, it'll be hard to, hard to tell, but just jump ahead a little bit. How about that? <laughs> oh, God. You got one off the top of your head? Um, I do. Uh, my number one is Metal Gear Solid Two. Not only is oh the Raiden switch, yeah. Not only is like you play for the first like couple hours, like hour or so, as Snake, and then boom, you go to the next section of the game expecting to be Snake. 
they kind of like even make like code, you know, your, your code name is Snake, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, why am I going through this introduction? I know who this character is. And he takes off the mask and it's right. You don't play a snake for like three quarters of the game. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? Now, uh, did you do like the rest of the internet claims that they did at the time? And they were like, oh, this is an interesting twist. Because I feel like a lot of people were more, I've, I've seen both sides. Mm -hmm. I've seen when people were like, oh, this is kind of sick. We're subverting expectations. And then I've seen other people where I was like, what? What do you mean I'm not playing a snake? But that was the whole point, right? Was to like kind of piss you off a little bit. Uh, I I was not pissed off, but I mean, also what? When did this come out? The year is 2001, and I was like, what, nine years old, eight years old? So I was like, wow, this is so cool! Like, <laughs> I I just thought video games are cool. I thought Metal Gear was cool. Like, kind of like how big of a nerd I am, Metal Gear now. Like, I've always been like that. Think of back to nine year old Garrett or like eight year old Garrett and be like so nerdy into Metal Gear. And at that point, it was only one game. It was only like I only had Metal Gear Solid One. Uh, so that switch, but then also in the same game, the whole thing is like this bait and switch. You get to the end of the game and find out that the whole second half of the game or second two thirds with Raiden, the whole time you're playing with Raiden is technically a simulation run. And Colonel Campbell is an AI and they, they, uh, dun, dun, dun. it's like not actually like, it's not him the whole time. And it's an, almost like a, a, it's not an exact recreation, but it's like a similar recreation to Metal Gear Solid 1, which it is like a lot of like the battles and the layout and like there's different things that like call back to Metal Gear Solid 1. It's like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even, you know, like it's obvious looking back, but like while you're playing it, like that was not what I was thinking at all until like the, the, they reveal it. It's like, no way. Like the whole thing <laughs> is just a re, like a reskin, a simulation of one. Um, and Ryan and Ryan's in shock. He's like, are you kidding me? Like I've been used as a tool, you know, for the Patriots and stuff like that. So it's a great like double twist in that game. Not only do you not play a snake and you get to the end, the whole thing was fake. Like, is this like set up? Uh, set was up. it? Don't forget uh, about the triple twist at the very end with Solidus. Uh, Mr. President. Oh yeah, that he's the freaking, I mean, you find that out kind of at the end of Metal Gear Solid 1, but you just don't know who he is. You're like, who is this guy? And then in 2, you find out like, oh shoot, yeah, like the bad guy's the President of the United States. <laughs> and also Raiden's like adoptive father when he was a child soldier. It's Wild. Like, twist after twist. Metal Gear Solid 2 is like <laughs> a game of twist. I just spoiled like three quarters of them, but go play this game. It's so good. It's worth just seeing uh, it unfold. <laughs> Pat Pelagem in the chat just said, thanks for spoiling the whole game for me. I said You're it's going to be spoiled. No, go I, said, I said go mute it. He uh, knew, we knew that. They knew that. You knew it was coming on. Uh, but I mean, the Master Collection is coming out in October where one, two, and three will all be playable on PC, on Switch, on consoles. So uh, go. I don't care if I spoiled it. It's still an amazing game. The, the characters are fantastic. The story is great. But yeah, the twist. There's so many twists in that game. It's great. Uh, I got and I got a slam dunk one. I gotta okay. bring this up because this is one of the best ones in recent history. Mm -hmm. Is of course the uh, Bioshock, the big twist ah. ending, the Would You Kindly, where you so. find out that you are not yourself. You are a essentially a puppet that's been brainwashed uh, to serve Andrew Ryan, uh, who we find out is actually Andrew Ryan and not. Um, Oh my God. Oh yeah. Uh, why can't I think of his freaking name there? 
I only remember him as Andrew Ryan, but basically yeah. your character for the majority of the game has been helping out this person. I want to say like, like O'Malley, like he has some kind of Irish name. I know yeah, it's not it's, that. It's, I think it's, it's, it's Fontaine. 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 Um, uh, you've been helping him out. And, uh, or he's been leading you along thinking that you're helping him out to help him like escape and finally, you know, show everybody that Andrew Ryan is the bad guy. And then it turns out that Fontaine actually is Ryan and he's been controlling you through a pre-programmed phrase that is would you kindly is it Fontaine? And whenever he says would you kindly your character subconsciously must obey whatever it is so when you go yes. back through the game you'll realize what everything you've been doing when you've been talking to Fontaine is just things that he, he is making you do because he said would you kindly you don't even think about it you don't yeah. even because you don't know of course but when you go back and you see everything kind of culminate in that, it's just. And then when when uh, Ryan makes you kill him, when he's trying to, you know, when he does his big monologue, oh, his yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a man yeah. chooses a slave obeys. Yeah. And you still kill him because he said, "Would you kindly?" Oh, it's so good, so good. Ah. Uh, uh... And oh, I mean, sorry, I, may, I maybe I missed it, but did you say he's also supposed to be your dad, right? Isn't he like your dad or something? In a, I mean, he's your biological father, but I right. don't think he's like right, right. your dad. Like he he supplied the DNA for you. Okay, right, right. Because yeah, um, Fontaine doesn't sound right. Cause because Fontaine's a bad guy, isn't he? Was it was it not? What was it? Um. For whatever, I'm on the freaking oh wiki God. and I cannot find his name. Fontaine was the gangster. Yeah, I think. Weirdly Dude, enough, I'm, gonna, I'm I am such a fraud. Uh, weirdly enough, God. I'm on the, uh, the Bioshock wiki and it doesn't even say in there that I can find. Anyways, um, <clears throat> yeah, very weird. I know he was Irish, but I cannot remember his friggin' name. Yeah, something, something like that. Well, the character that Ryan was playing exactly. was Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His fake like alias or whatever. Um. All right, another one of mine is uh, God of War Ragnarok. Another new one. Uh, I'm gonna again. This is this. You guys know this is a spoiler. This is a question. If you don't want to hear it, mute it for like ten minutes. Here, we'll come back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, God of War Ragnarok. When you find out that the tier, oh. the tier that you uh, save, the God of War, uh, the the Norse God of War, it's actually Odin in disguise. The whole time you're plotting and trying, like working together and trying to figure out how to get rid of Odin, how to overthrow him, how to you know get, well, for a while get your son back, get uh, Atreus back, and then the reveal, like at the end of the game, when. You find out, oh, you didn't save Tyr out of the prison. It was Odin because he can shapeshift. He is in disguise the whole time, listening to all of your plans, all of your plotting. Like, no freaking way. And then on his way out, he freaking kills, uh, what's his name there? Um, so not only does Rock. he, like, yeah. So not only he, like, reveals who the heck he is uh, and, like, blows everyone mind, everyone's mind, but then he takes Brock and kills him right in front of his brother. And it's like, oh. Oh, I was not expecting that at not all. I was, that. especially when he, uh, you know what? I and somebody pointed out that there was there was breadcrumbs the entire yeah. way. 
it's I've watched those videos and like you look at them like shoot like yeah I if you were like a hawk-eyed game player and, and knew all the all the mythology around Odin I think you would have picked up on it sooner but from like 99% of the people you're not gonna like realize but yeah there's like little hints and tips throughout where like him like not like just with his personality the way he was acting different things he said different locations like uh, I guess there's other characters that Odin is hiding, like disguised as, like he, like throughout the game as well. So it kind of like earlier in the game, you can even find out, like, oh, Odin can shapeshift; he can be whoever you want. So, um, it's crazy. even the fact that in his dialogue, you know, the the Y and tier it has the little dots over it. Normally, yeah. when you when you when you like are referencing that character, but when Odin is talking, it's just spelled T Y R, no dots. Yeah. So even the, it goes as subtle as that with the subtitles. Yeah. Like distincting, like it's not technically tears talking right now. Wild. So good. That was like such a huge twist. Um, Do you have another one? I do. Um, A really good one that unfortunately sucked pretty bad was uh, not not sucked because it was a it wasn't well done. But just what happened um, is in Red Dead Redemption one at the end um when john marston is he finds out that he's been set up and he's in his barn and he opens that door and it's the sheriff and all those other um bounty hunters and they gun him down um did not see that coming at all got to the near the end of the game and thought oh well we made it you know we get to start our life or we get to you know, get out of that renegade life and and turn our things around. And he unfortunately didn't get that chance and was just gunned down. Then you had to play as Jack after his son. Um, yeah, that was unfortunate. Jeez, yeah. I man, I don't know if I ever. Did you never finish Red Dead One? Fully complete. I feel like oh, I think I did. I might have gotten to the part because yeah, you said like you play as a son afterwards. I feel like I got to that and then kind of dropped off. So I never like did if however much was left as your son or whatever but um i did i did get to that part but um i'm still on on the week on the bioshock wiki trying to figure out who the heck uh what's his oh, name Oh man it's going to kill it's gotta go ahead i'll i'll, I'll find it i'll dig yeah it's you, you keep digging you keep digging um no that's a very good one red dead i mean even like uh I never played the second one because I didn't like it, but even the second one had like a good twist too at the end, right? Or not necessarily a twist, but just like a surprise ending. Like, whoa, shoot. Uh, I had it, yeah. I had okay. it ruined for me, unfortunately. I haven't played it either. Okay. But I know what happens. Crazy. That was probably JJ, huh? He spoiled it. I feel like I, I feel like for me, that's what happened. He was talking about on a show on one of Atlas. the episodes. Wasn't it Atlas? In Bioshock? <laughs> yeah, okay. It says an Irishman, Atlas, assists Jack in the making of Bingo. Okay. That's who it is. We figured it out. I think. Maybe. I don't know. Hard to tell. Who knows? No one will know. With your coin, Lee. That's how I used to say it. With your coin, Lee. With your coin, Lee. Uh, my next one is... Uh, What was it? Oh, Pokemon and Gold and Silver. When you get Ooh. to the end... And you find out... You've... You get to go back to Kanto and do well, the whole... And you fight your former character. You fight Red. Oh, you know? <laughs> like yeah. Not only do you get to go back to Kanto, which is awesome, but then like yeah, but like the whole fight between you and uh, 
and yeah, like like Red or whoever from from the original games. Like, and they're a super power Pokemon. You gotta be. Oh man, that was so good. It's like whoa, like that was that was me. That's me. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, it's not much. not necessarily the same team you use. Like I, uh, but still, like yeah, freaking amazing. It's so good. Um. Uh, do you have a third one? I think you're on your third one, right? Um, I am. I'm trying to think. Biggest twist. Biggest twist. Ooh, I know a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, in Star Wars, the uh, Force Unleashed, when you find out that Starkiller is a clone. Yeah, that's a good one. That, that was, was a, really a big good one. one. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, Because then you realize um, in the beginning when Starkiller is a kid and Vader shows up and he kills all those Jedi that were harboring you, he already knew who you were. You were just an asset that he came to steal back. Right. Because somehow you had escaped. Oh, great. What a great game that was. I don't know why they don't ever want to like remaster that or do anything with that that is such good games like i was like one of my favorite uh yeah this is my favorite star wars games for the longest time just because of like it's like it's force abilities it's so over the top such a like an abundance of different force abilities and the fact that you'd be like oh i'm gonna be play do a good playthrough a bad playthrough that even change what abilities you have so much fun so good i i wish i'd either come out with a sequel or like yeah remaster that'd be the best thing is just remaster that remaster that. yeah that'd be so They're not, good. they might not do another because because two sucked but i mean you never know with the with this new regime yeah who knows yeah uh my final one is and i've talked about this one before uh is is death stranding finding out that uh the bad guy yeah well yeah the bad guy cliff who's been chasing you the whole time trying to get bb he wants his bb back he wants his baby you know uh you thought it was the bb you were carrying little did you know you are the bb and that dun 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 exactly and not only that but you are the cause of the death stranding because you were killed you were shot and killed in your father's arms in cliff's arms uh, and then uh, Amelie, it's a whole thing. It's confusing. Amelie is able to go, or not Amelie, uh, Bridget uh, is able to go to the beach, which is kind of like this weird afterlife purgatory place, finds you, saves you, brings you back to life, which is what makes you, that's that's what gives you the ability to repatriate or, you know, when you die, you come back to life. So not only that, so like that kind of altered the entire timeline that caused the death stranding, that caused the pandemic that destroyed the world. This like so not only are you the cause for all the horribleness in the world because of what bridget did by bringing you back but yeah you're also that you're that baby from 20 years ago or whatever you know like cliff's been fighting literally coming back from hell coming back from the afterlife fighting trying to find and save it's like oh man it's such an intense like it's like two hours of cutscenes. like there's a why there's a why set the controller down you're just like watching this movie basically at this point <laughs> uh and but yeah like finding out like like tears running down my face like when they have the reunion he realizes what's going on like me seeing his father like oh you're like you're my dad like what and then like the crazy like shock like no way like you're the reason for the death stranding like because you were brought back to life like that 
force that made the beach cross over into our world and the dead coming into our world, all the undead. Absolutely crazy. Fantastic. That's kind of twist at the end. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of twists in Death Stranding, a lot of which I will be the first to admit aren't necessarily all uh, necessarily well earned. <laughs> but that one was great. Th- or those two were great. Those two were awesome. They, there's a lot of other times he tries, like Kojima gets a little, little crazy and tries to go over he, top that, or something. That's what he does. But they hit more than they miss. That's, so that's the thing. Why yeah, I let mean, him do it. Metal Gear Solid Two. He like they. This is like a solid banger all the way through. And Death Stranding, like for the most part, all right. He he hit a lot of a lot of the twists and turns. But there's also some very much unearned ones in there. But yeah, Death Stranding's up there for me. <clears throat> Uh, I got to think about my last one. I almost said one for Final Fantasy VII, then I remembered that you hadn't played it. And I was like, ooh. I mean, I know. It's been spoiled for me. I know the twists and turns. I know what happens. No way. So you you say it just in case. There's a character death who is very much alive in the remake. And she she's definitely does not make it in the original one. I've I've, I've had it spoiled for me. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, well, yeah, then if that's the case, then yeah. Uh, when um, Aerith is killed by Sephiroth in the original Final Fantasy VII, uh, no one saw that coming. Uh, and those of us who were there were uh, changed forever. Because <laughs> that's a lot of people our ages, like first experience with like character death in a game like that impacted the story as a whole like character people died in games all the time yeah but like right. people you weren't attached to like yeah. Aerith was to spend a good a, chunk of the game right, yeah part of your party so when you know when you when she died it was like watching a friend die in a, in essence yeah. um i couldn't imagine like it's just like i mean just i've even i've, I've watched the cutscene. like since it got spoiled for me i was like i would watch comparison videos from like oh what are the difference between remake and the main game blah 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 so far and like some of the videos would like go through that whole cutscene. i'm like it's just so out of nowhere it's just yeah. so unexpected so sudden and it's just like so emotional like having even having for me i haven't played the original one but just having even the emotional connection from the remake and thinking like if she had died like oh my gosh like that would have been horrible like she's such like a incredible character like i couldn't imagine just losing her out of nowhere boom all right i i don't think you'll have to worry about that in this one because it feels like she knows what happened to her in the original timeline and i think something major is going to change. I don't know how they're going to change it because Sephiroth in the remake is the same Sephiroth from the original seven hmm. that somehow has been able to cross timelines that yeah. we don't know about yet. That's yeah. In the remakes, it seems like it's not, they're calling it like they called it remake, but there, yeah, there's definitely a few hints that make it seem like throughout the game. That's like, Oh, this might be more of an alternate universe and less of a remake technically because yeah there's definitely right. some like little hints from Sephiroth and different characters and like yeah isn't there like some sort of like weird flashback or something for Aerith or something there's been I remember this yeah seeing some hints it's been a while since I played it but it's like oh well there's this weird the biggest like smoking gun that people say and this is like way in the weeds is that I don't know I don't know if you remember the part where Sephiroth and Cloud fight and then they go to like what was it like the moon or some planet or some other dimension for a yeah, minute yeah and then he whispers in clouds there he's like seven seconds until the end 
and in the original game between Sephiroth falling and the sword stabbing Aerith was seven seconds. That's how long it took. Oh, dang. so okay. that's why everybody is like, oh, that's the connection right there. That's why he's the original Sephiroth from from seven. We don't know how he got to this timeline, though. Interesting. So crazy. People think because he failed in the original seven timeline, he's trying to come here to try it again. Yeah. I'm not going to say what he's going to do because you don't know that part yet. But his plan failed. Yeah. in the original seven and somehow he's here now trying to do it again so and i think somehow Aerith knows that because she can sense the other timelines because i mean she's well, the only one who can see those oh for, in some not all the time but there's like certain instances where like those weird ghost spirit things like she right. can she can see them and other people can't sometimes yeah. everyone can see them, but other times like just she can see it. so it's like this weird connection with like fate whatever this fate and this weird kind of like spectral beings that keep flying around in there like right it's so, yeah, she, like she can see more than whatever i'm not gonna keep is. going just in case i say something yeah yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so that's the whole deal with 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 remake and why everybody's so uh on edge and on pins and needles for rebirth to come out maybe we find something about that at gamescom dude mm. i mean we already know it's coming out what january february or did mm-hmm. it it's coming out early next year. winter 2024 so yeah it's got to be by cannot wait well it's gotta be by march at the latest originally it was winter 2023 and then the last time we heard about it they said early 2024 so they pushed it which is sad because i was excited for december but or sorry either yeah, way either way either way um cool that was our mount rushmore of game surprises um i just looked at the time we're going on 44 minutes so we did one All question right, well, let's smoke through the rest so of it. Let's go. do I, I was gonna ask do we save these questions because we do have other shows and super later boys and stuff that we can talk about these fair fair okay that's what we'll do so we have a couple more questions but sorry super gamer bot uh we're gonna save these for another time because we got lots of news to talk about so i'm sure they're fine with that I mean, we'll get, get to it. Easy night. We'll get to it when we get to it. All right. Um, well, thank you so much, Eddie, for writing that in. And for everyone else who wrote in questions, uh, we'll touch on those either next episode or, uh, like I said, we have Super Later Boys that we are always looking for questions and topics for. So if you have some good questions and topics um, that are not, don't even have to be necessarily video game related, go to uh, supergamerboys.com slash discord. Join our discord server over there completely free to join and then it's fun just fun little space to chat with us hang out talk about what games you're playing and ultimately like we were as a saying let's go over there and leave some questions for this show and super later boys um, some fun topics to talk about um all right it's now time for the nerdy nudes it's now time for the nerdy nudes yes it is and let me bring up my little uh new overlay here Bada bing, bada Did you boo. see that sick cover that they're doing that Xbox is doing for the uh, Starfield for the Series X? No. It's like a console wrap that you can put around the outside of it. Like their version of the PS5 plates, kind of. Really? I did. I, did, I have not. I, I need to look that up. <laughs> just as an aside, it just hit my brain because we were talking about news. Yeah. Okay. I'll need to check that out. I have not seen that. Um, all right. This first one is Gamescom 2023 uh we're gonna be doing the live stream tomorrow at 11 a.m or if you're watching this on wednesday or listening to this go check out our youtube channel youtube.com supergamerboys and that watch along will be there we'll be live streaming it on both youtube and twitch so you can check it out either place uh on tuesday 11 a.m pacific time 
but I just thought, or Adrian had a good idea of us kind of just sharing a couple quick predictions, what we hope to see there. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Adrian, do you have something that you're hoping to see tomorrow from Germany, from good yes. old Jeff Keeley? There is a um, independent game from, I don't know if it's being funded by Xbox or if it's exclusive. Uh, it is an ID at Xbox title. Uh, it's called Replaced. And it is a 2.5D somehow okay. pixel art action game that um, is still slated to come out this year. We haven't heard anything about it being delayed, but it is being made by a team in Russia, kind of like how Stalker is. And you know how uh, that whole area is kind of involved in a conflict. So I totally understand if it, you know, does not come out immediately uh, because there are things going on. I don't know. I, I don't know how the stalker team was able to do what they needed to do, um, because if I remember correctly, they were talking about they might have needed to flee their offices. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a miracle that, you know, they were able to get theirs out. But this is the same way that this is being made by a, a Russian development team, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so if it gets delayed, totally understand. But if not, I would love to see an update or a release date for it um, by this or by tomorrow. Yeah. And hopefully it comes out in 2023 because firstly, I want it because it looks awesome. And secondly, I need it because I need it for the final uh, for the fantasy league that needed oh, to come yeah. out in 2023. I already got burned by Pepper Grinder. Stupid Devolver putting out that direct. Yeah. And my, uh <laughs> No, my my fantasy league. Uh yeah, we did uh, uh if you don't know over on our Discord, we did a, a fantasy critic uh game league where you like pick fantasy draft your own like teams of games that were gonna come out through the year and games that you think you're gonna high rate highly, you know, with like the Metacritic scores and stuff like that. Um and oh I mine got all jacked up like around E three time when games either A got delayed, got cancelled, or uh just reviewed extremely poorly <laughs> and so like games that i thought would be better weren't and uh yeah so I, I think the last thing i did on there i threw a hail mary i'm like i don't think it's gonna be bad but i counterpicked someone else has starfield as being a great game like they put it on their on their slate i'm like just for that counterpicked Starfield. just for the heck of it I, I was i'm already losing what do i have to lose i'm already in last place basically so i counterpicked starfield so <laughs> on one hand, I want it to be good because I can't wait to play it. And on one hand, it's that. On the other hand, it's like, man, if that like just horrendously like crashes and burnt like crash and burns there, it it would make my fantasy league. I would be <laughs> rise to the top on that one, I think. But we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, you're a maniac. <laughs> I, like <laughs> I said, I'm already like losing, so I have nothing. I've, but even still, you want to go down swinging. I, exactly. That's what I'm doing. I'm not, I didn't roll over and die. I, I counterpicked Starfield. That might as well go be big or go home. Go big or go home, dude. <laughs> um, real quick here. I did notice in this article I found over at IGN um, that has the date and time and everything. It does mention that Jeff Keighley promised looks at Alan Wake 2, uh, which recently got delayed. We're going to get looks at that. Assassin's Creed Mirage, Black Myth Wukong, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Crimson Desert, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Lords of the Fallen, Mortal Kombat 1, Sonic Superstars, and Zenless Zone Zero. So those are the things that have been promised to be there. Um, my prediction number one is just totally baseless. I have no 
firm confirmation or like hints or tips or I even there's no reason, no evidence to point towards this. But other than it's Jeff Keighley and he is an even bigger super fan of Hideo Kojima than I am. So I and Kojima apparently has been editing something which he, li- week. he likes to edit his own trailers. So my thought is like this could be they said they're not going to show reveal any new games, but technically this game's been announced. So we could get something Death Stranding 2. It's a long shot. It's a very like, honestly, it's like I don't think the probability is very high. But again, Jeff Keighley, Hideo Kojima, best buds. They hang out all the time together. They do a podcast together once in a while. Uh, they like, yeah, I would be if anywhere is going to announce something for Kojima. It's always going to be a Jeff Keighley event, whether it's this or the Game Awards or Summer Game Fest. So, yeah, I don't know. There could be there could. And I think I feel like Kojima has a history with Gamescom in the past with showing stuff off, possibly, if I remember right. I can't remember. I feel like I feel like with Death Stranding 1, I feel I thought we got like a trailer around this time. So who knows? It would make the most sense for it to be here because Gamescom is the biggest show in the world just by sheer numbers and eyes on it alone. So yeah. if you got something to show, you better do it here. Yeah. So Death Stranding 2 trailer. That's what I think. Or I mean, just a, a Kojima Productions, something from Kojima Productions, I think we could see. Um, My other thing that would be like a megaton, oh my God thing would be if somehow we get a taste of GTA 6. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm, I mean, look, the rumors are what next we know year it's sometime. Cooking. So right, right. This is the perfect place to, yeah. even if it's like a 15 second teaser. Yeah, just like a logo and like late 2024 or something like that, or a trailer coming soon or something yeah. like that. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Although it's they the did say, I mean, although like that's the thing, he came out and said like, oh, there's not going to be any new announcements, and that to me still feels he like said a new many. Announcement. He didn't say any. Okay, did he? Okay, I, I he said it's it. more focused on. He said it's more focused on updates. Okay, but that then reveals, which means that there will be reveals. Oh, so okay, All right. yeah, then we could see that there. Uh, my second is. Uh oh, Elden Ring DLC. Didn't we already? Do we have anything? I mean, we haven't seen any gameplay or anything, right? We know something might be coming. If I remember, but we haven't seen any gameplay. We, we, don't, we don't know much. We know it exists. So if it's coming out this year or even early next year, do you think maybe we, we don't could... even have a date? Oh, no. Uh, as far as I know, we do not. Um, let's see. Does it have a release date? No. So, yeah, I, I just Google it real mm. quick. Just double check. From Software is not re- confirmed a release window as of yet. People think late 2023 or early 2024. So, yeah, I think we could possibly get more from that, either a date and maybe even some some gameplay or like like a story ish trailer kind of probably less gameplay and probably more story. The fact that we haven't heard anything about it other than just like an image, like that's all all we know about it, is they released an image on their Twitter. So we know it exists. So right. so Shadow of the Erd Tree is what it's called. So, yeah, maybe a date or at least a window and then maybe some like like a story trailer kind of what the heck is Shadow of the Erd Tree? So. That's, mm. I think we could definitely see some again because Elden Ring from software having that relationship with um, Keeley. You know, they had the giant pot thing. They got the, the world came, premiere with him. The world premiere, Potty came out on stage, you know, or whatever his, <laughs> his name was. So, yes, uh, that's what I would like to see. 
I can't think of anything. Oh, do you think we get a little bit more of a peek at uh, Metal Gear Delta? Um, I we could. I don't. That's not one I'm very confident in. Like similar to my uh, the Death Stranding one. Um, I think it's low only because Master Collection is coming out in a couple months, and I think they mm-hmm. want eyes on that right now. And and when they announced Delta, they even said like this game isn't coming for a while. Like they kind of made it very clear, like fair. It Fair. could be a bit. So, like, it's still very early stages. So, I could see us not seeing more until either Game Awards or even Summer Game Fest in that next year. Like, we didn't get a right. date. Like, they literally, it was literally just a trailer. This exists. It was an announcement trailer. So, like, that could still be a couple years out. Like, that could be like a 2025 game, even. That's so, true. That's true. I don't think so. But, but maybe you never know. They might be like, they, it could they could have like a little hype trailer for Master Collection, uh, which by the way IGN just did a preview of it and announced some new features. It looks it looks good so far, but um, at the end of it, be like, oh, one more thing, and maybe they show another like little maybe just like one little cutscene, maybe not like a separate trailer, but like you know him meeting Ocelot for the first time or something like that, and like the weird like. You think this- they have that much done? I mean, a, a, a slice of the pie. They do that. They do that for trailers all the time. They were they just like, just like, oh, we're just gonna work yeah. on this like five minutes just to put cut or not even five minutes. Like even if it's like a, a little minute and a half trailer of like, doesn't have to be the whole dialogue. Just like a little bit of like them first interacting for the first time. Ocelot doing his weird weird little like, Rawr, you know, cause he's <laughs> not, you know, this stuff like that, showing off how like goofy Ocelot is. Um, Cause that, I don't know it'd be cool to see another character. They showed Snake at least a little bit, like a shadowy silhouette of him, and he looked incredible. But I'm like, dude, like I want to see some of the other characters, like what they're gonna look like. Like I want to see Ocelot, I want to see Vulcan, I want to see Eva, like I want to see all these characters, the boss, like in Meryl. the new, uh, in the new graphic st- style there. So, um, yeah, definitely they could. It's a little like little tease. You're like, hey, here's a little bit more. Remember, we're working on this. So, I don't know. Maybe. They could do that, or they could tease Volume Two, or that. Which uh, but all they have to do is say MGS Four is on Volume Two, and I'm oh, I was already in, but oh, MGS Four, MGS Four, and, has and to Peace be. Walker. MGS Four has to be on Volume Two, like it. Otherwise, it. it Why do call, it? calling the first one Volume One automatically like? Is, is like a giveaway like oh obviously they're doing a, a more volumes like why would they call it volume one if there wasn't going to be more and if they're going to do a volume two like what other games like is there to put on like if they're not going to do you know if they don't do four like what else is there so yeah <laughs> i would be shocked if they um didn't do four because like yeah they can't just have peace walker and revengeance on there like it's dumb like so <laughs> I, I feel like you think they're going to put revengeance on I, I think so, because only because in the last like year or two, in the last like two years, it's kind of become like a lot of people's favorite Metal Gear, a, a lot in quotes. Uh, I'm on the Metal Gear Solid subreddit, and it's incredible the amount of posts every day that are posted about, dude, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is my favorite one. Oh man, I just, I never played it. I, I you know, I ignored it for the longest time. Try tried, tried it. This game's really good. Like there's this weird revisionist history all of a sudden where everyone's like, this game is so amazing. Like everyone's going <laughs> crazy hype over Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Um, and so 
just I mean, they've been able to sell crazy numbers just on Steam, I'm sure, uh, you know, selling this game. So I would be shocked if they didn't put it in there just because of the, the weird popularity. It's, and and it is like it's on is the Kojima still being weird about it because every time people ask him, is it Kenny? He goes, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It could not be. Yeah, I don't. But know. he was the one that was like he signed off on it, right? I don't think he wrote it, but he's like, "Yeah, it's cool, put it out." Yeah, I so mean, I he signed off. Like, he signed off on a lot of games, but like Acid, they're not canon and stuff like that. Like, so I mean, he signed off on plenty of. But games, like this but. one specifically follows. Like Acid didn't follow any canon, right? This one is like after four, right? Yeah, and that's why I think it would be put on there is because even if it's not technically like canon, I guess it's still like. I don't know. I, 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 as much as I don't want to think it, like, as much as I don't like to say it's canon because I don't like how what they did to Raiden, where like at the end of four he seems to be coming around and then all of a sudden he just like gets dumped into the depths again and rising revengeance and he turns into this, he turns back into Jack the Ripper basically. I'm like, oh man, like what? The, like this, they did my boy dirty, you know? Isn't but, that the point though to show how scandalous the government is? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I, I, even though I don't necessarily like the idea of it being canon, like I think the general consensus is it is, or it's at least like a pseudo canon kind of thing where it is kind of like, or maybe it's embellished in areas, but right. it, these are the general events of what happened after four kind of thing. So I don't know. It's in a lot of videos of like, like GameSpot just put out a video like a couple days ago of like the full Metal Gear timeline in preparation for, and they have it as canon, which is, I was like, oh. that's a bold move, but okay. And they have, uh, Tamar Hussein, who works over there, and he's like the biggest he's Metal a Gear head. Huge I'm, Metal I'm, Gear fan. I'm sure he helped write the script for that, and so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, like if, if that says it's a canon. All right, I, I'll trust him. You know, <laughs> <clears throat> he knows what he's talking about. Uh, boy, we've been talking about Metal Gear uh, a lot, and I'm loving it. But we have a lot more nerdy nudes here to talk about. So yeah, tune in. About some high D. Yeah. Uh, if you are watching us live Tuesday. 22nd at 11 a.m. Pacific time. We will be live streaming our reactions to Gamescom. And uh, if you are listening later on Wednesday, make sure to go back to our YouTube channel and uh, watch it. It'll be up there ready for you to watch. All right. Um, this next news story. Next news story comes to us from Devin Ellis Friend from Gamer uh, Game Rant. Super Mario Brothers Wonder needs one overdue upgrade to its multiplayer. Uh, and let me see here. This is their article. I've never been to this site before, so I wasn't sure what was going on with these highlights. But here's the article. Super Mario Brothers Wonder could take its multiplayer capabilities to the next level by adding an upgrade to the series formula. As part of Nintendo's flagship franchise, Super Mario Brothers Wonder is in prime position to show off the best of the best that the Switch is capable of. Not to mention, since it will be the first 2D Mario adventure in several years, there's a lot of pressure for the game to be a magnificent return to form for Nintendo's greatest hero. While Wonder already looks impressive, a few tweaks could put the game over the top. Specifically, the addition of online multiplayer could make it a lot more appealing to a modern audience. Um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder is one of the Nintendo Switch's biggest games in development, and it's not hard to see why. In addition to calling back to Mario's platforming roots, there's a lot for players to get excited over. This Daisy's first playable appearance in a main series platformer, and the Wonder Flower sets up a lot of wild new possibilities for level design. Following up on Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Brothers 
Wonder has always uh, was always going to need in to innovate in a major way to be award the successor. Thankfully, early gameplay footage points toward it living up to the task. Um, and there's more of this article, but the whole premise of it and what I wanted to discuss, I this was more of a jumping off point for a discussion for us. Okay. Is could and should Super Mario Wonder add online play for like four player co-op like you think back to Super Mario Brothers uh, uh, like new or new Super Mario Brothers like they have like the four player co-op it was always couch co-op uh, as far as I understand never online stuff until I know Mario Maker I think has some online stuff in, in different ways Mario Maker has it Mario 3D World has it which is surprisingly good there Okay. Um, Mario Makers is not the best. Yeah. Um, but as far as like a main like Super Mario Brothers uh, like game, I think it absolutely should, yeah. for the sole reason that they are asking you to pay for online services, if nothing else, right? And this is a premier Nintendo title. Um, it makes perfect sense for them to put online so that they can push the online subscriptions. I feel like that would be a major missed opportunity because this game is easily doing at least what 15 million with the install base that the switch has. I'm, I'm be trying to be like conservative with this uh, prediction. So that's a potential 15 million customers who you can advertise switch online or switch online. Um, uh, I forget what the upper echelon tier is called. Well, yeah, what but it's called. I don't even the, with the with the yeah. with the with the pass or whatever this with 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 how nickel and dimey Nintendo can get at times, it wouldn't make logistical sense for them to not offer online multiplayer just for that. Yeah. Even if it's bad, you could still say it's there. Yes, you know. Yeah, so. I. I I I hope they add it, and I think it would be a good idea. But like, it's, it's interesting is this article is like why online play could help Super Mario. Like, like, I don't know. They seem to think like it, like, I don't know, based off some of like the headlines and stuff that almost makes it seem like, like, oh, it, it, it needs it to help push it over the edge. But I don't know. Like, honestly, like, I think this game could go without it and still like just destroy. Like, I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, just couch, it absolutely could. Like, I don't think this is anything it, it needs, but I, I, I am with you right there where like they have an online service you're already paying for like and with a lot of their other games you're right like they add like animal crossing oh if you subscribe you get this uh mario kart if you subscribe you get this if you have that special su super awesome season pass thing whatever they pay for uh whatever the top dog tier is there is called um so i almost hope yeah there's some sort of feature here like hey if you have the whatever like you get this and part of that is yeah the ability to jump in with three other friends on you know another state or something like that just playing online with friends some mario that'd be yeah. really cool um but uh they, they have the technology to make it good like yeah. mario 3d world was a full-on 3d mario so it was definitely more taxing like more data going through than maybe what a 2d would be i don't know if necessarily that's the case but it feels like it was more complex you would, you would think so yeah right and that was like surprisingly well done i don't know what they did to make it run as well as it did online but if you can do it with that in a 3D space, I don't know what would be so tough to do it here. But yeah. I don't know how this, what, what engine this game is running on, uh, how intensive it is. Because 
it can be this it can look deceptively um like simple but then all the stuff all the systems behind it could be pushing the switch to the limit we don't know so yeah yeah i don't know we'll have to wait and see i mean that game's coming out sooner than we i, I re- than i realize october 20th it's coming so pretty pretty soon here less than two months um yeah wild but uh i uh I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope that's a feature they 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 lay into. And as we, I mean, you kind of had your rant a couple of weeks ago. Was that last week about like Nintendo just not having good online for no reason at all, other than just complete just negligence and ignorance or something. I don't know. They're just like right. really like I don't. Like, I'm just, not gonna go back into it, but it's yeah. just yeah, it's unacceptable. And so, so I would hope like I don't know things could would start changing, especially as they keep adding more games with online features. So I I almost hope they add online just to kind of push them and help them grow in an area they really need to grow and they need to change. So uh, I don't know. Well, to wait and see uh, in a couple months, we will find out or a lot of times we find out beforehand. So hopefully there's a preview here in a few, you know, like a month or so from my oh, spot where it's going to leak. It's, like, oh, it's, it's as big online. of a game not to leak. It would be cool too, is if they added like some sort of like extra, like little uh, like um, bonus games, like mini games and stuff too. So like you can play the main game, but you can also do like little like I don't know like not necessarily Together. yeah not necessarily like Mario Party type games but something like something silly and small like oh yeah you right. can do like little party mini games that are just silly and maybe it's a specific just a wonder or something like that that'd be kind of cool especially since they're not supporting Mario Party anyways which is wild again they, they had did it twice two chances to have great Ma- with that great Mario parties on the Switch and the first one was not great. The second one was great, but then both times they just dropped the ball and didn't support it. Like they both could have been fantastic. Right. It's like, so give me, give me some fresh content then in, in Super Mario Wonder. That'd be awesome. It's like, all right, if you're not going to give it to me in Mario Party, give me something fun to do in Wonder uh, with, with my friends, you know, but. um, All right. This next new story, speaking of Mario. Sad, sad news. Charles Martinet is no longer the voice of Mario. This is written by Michael McWhorter over at Polygon. Actor Charles Martinet, known as the voice of Mario, Luigi, and Wario in Nintendo's Super Mario Bros. games for three decades, will no longer voice these characters, Nintendo announced Monday. Martinet will segue into the role of Mario Ambassador. That's awesome. I love how they just, like... They definitely just made up a job title for him. Like that job did not exist before, but because he's Mario, <laughs> they're like, you are the Mario ambassador uh, in which he will continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario. The company said in a statement posted on the social platform, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> Why Polygon? Why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> don't don't indulge him, Polygon, <laughs> please. It has been an honor working with Charles for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate him, Nintendo added, saying it would post a video message featuring Martinet and Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto at a future date. Martinet confirmed the news on X, the social media platform. For, okay, we get it. We get it, Polygon. Writing, my new adventure begins. Mm. You are all number one in my heart. Love it. Uh, Nintendo fans first noticed a change of the voices of Mario and Wario in recent trailers for Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah, I and, did that. And WarioWare Move It. Uh, two new games coming to Nintendo Switch this fall. In an email to Polygon, Nintendo confirmed that Martinet would not appear in Wonder or WarioWare Move It. While Charles is not involved in the game, we're excited to honor his legacy and contributions, including looking ahead to what he'll be doing as Mario Ambassador. 
Martinet at 67 has been the identifiable voice behind Mario since 1991. He first started performing Mario's chipper, exaggerated Italian-flavored voice for Nintendo at trade shows, but went on to record the character's voice for the first time in a Nintendo game in Super Mario 64, released in 1996. Since then, Martinet has been the voice of Mario in dozens of games, expanding his vocal range to include voices for Luigi, Mario, Waluigi, Baby Luigi, and Baby Mario. That's fantastic. Uh, but for the Super Mario Brothers movie, Nintendo and Illumination enlisted Chris Pat as the voice of Mario. Um, <laughs> I, I saw some people joking online like, oh, so Martinet's out and they're bringing Chris Pratt in, right? Chris Pratt's taking over. He's going to be in all the games now. <laughs> We're going to riot. We're uh, going to riot. Imagine. Imagine Super Mario Wonder starts up and all of a sudden it's like, it's a me, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chris Pratt. Oh. Are you guys ready to play a game? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is uh, it's bittersweet. Yeah. It's bittersweet. Bittersweet. Because I'm like, I'm glad he's still working with Nintendo. And like they said, like his job is literally just spreading the love and joy of Mario. Like, oh, just, yeah. He's tenure, dude. He's he's like with Nintendo. Are you kidding? That's amazing. He's, outside of maybe four other people working at Nintendo, like that's kind of the echelon that he's on. Like, you know how the professors at universities when they've been there forever? Yeah. Yeah. He that's him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like him, Miyamoto, and um uh Tezuka and like two other people are like, yeah, we are Nintendo. Yeah. You can't you can't be Nintendo without us. You know? Yeah. Don't he's got he's us. got an all access pass. <laughs> Oh, man. So good. So, yeah, bittersweet. Obviously, it's going to be interesting hearing what the new voices are. Um, and I, I mean, So far, the new one sounds good. Yeah, apparently it's in the trailer. I need to go watch the trailer because I, I didn't I didn't notice. I, I but I also it's a good thing. I also didn't, you know, didn't know this was happening. Now that I know, it would be interesting to listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, no, it is a little bit different. This this a little well, bit. nobody knew initially and everybody said, oh, no, that's Charles. That's I, I know that's Charles. And I said, from the jump, when we when we saw it the first time, I said that sounds different. Yeah, I don't think that's Charles. <laughs> Everybody said, "Oh no, you guys are crazy." Well, what now? What now? What now? Adrian was right. Um, but yeah, so good I'm luck listening to that voice for decades. You gonna tell me I don't know what it sounds like? <laughs> Come on now. He knows. Uh, good luck, Charles, with uh, whatever you got going on next. I mean, obviously the ambassadorship, and hopefully just a little more rest i i I, I assume i assume this is almost like a semi-retirement like he's basically retiring without fully retiring right uh which is awesome so hopefully he can get some rest kick it uh enjoy super mario wonder this fall and not have to be like worrying about the next game to record he can just yeah chill you know it's like it's like at apple when you when you semi when you retire you become a fellow which Mm. is like a basically a consultant like you don't actively work there but if they need to call you and get your opinion on something, then they can do that. Right. Which I'm pretty sure they're going to do with this new voice actor. So he could be like, mm-hmm. no, you're not doing it like this. You got to do it like this. Yeah. You know? Let's get a little coaching sessions from, from the man himself. That'd be so right. cool. <laughs> Sit down with Charles and be like, all right, teach me. Teach me all the ways of being Mario. Right. Uh, so good. All right. This last news story, uh, just touch on it real quick. Not much to discuss this last news story i do want to bring it up because we both very much love this game hi-fi rush crosses three million players this is written by uh ravi sinha over at gaming bolt 
Uh, weirdly, not a lot of the news uh, sites covered this. Like IGN, game, all the normal ones didn't. It was all like all the weird, like smaller ones. But um, Gaming Bolt had it. Thank you very much, Gaming Bolt. It's a good new. It's a day of good news for Xbox. Uh, with Starfield having gone gold, that did happen last week. Which, by the way, you can mm-hmm. pre-install right now if you have an Xbox or if you have Game Pass on PC. I've been good pre-installed idea. it. All you haters who think we hate it's Starfield, good. I installed it. I'm gonna play it day one. Call. Why do you keep engaging them? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna engage them until I'm right. Until this game <laughs> sucks. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Oh no! <laughs> Starfield's gone gold. The Forza Motorsports shaping up well. On top of this, Tango GameWorks Hi-Fi Rush has achieved a new milestone, crossing three million players since launching last January for Xbox Series X and S and PC. The last major milestone for the rhythmic hack and slash title was in March at 2 million players. Being on Game Pass has doubtless helped, but while Microsoft hasn't announced sales, Xbox Games Marketing VP Aaron Greenberg denied rumors of low sales. He called it a breakout hit for us and our players in all likely key measurements and expectations. For more details on how blah, 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 blah. That's just advertising for their new site. Um, oh, but there was a new a hefty update last month, which I didn't know about until I read this article. Mm-hmm. Arcade Challenge update. Adding two new modes, BPM Rush and Power Up Tower Up. The former sees the beat and action becoming faster as players defeat enemies without missing any beats, and the latter puts a roguelite spin on the rhythm tower. Head to here for our impressions on the same. Uh, but yeah, uh, super cool. This game is is up there for, for both of us. I think we both yeah. kind of uh, talked about how it's up there for game of the year for us. One. I, I adore this game. I, it came out of nowhere and I was in just from the trailer and then it turned out to be just as good as we thought it looked. Yeah. And it's in my top five game of the year right now. Like I cannot recommend this game enough. It, it hits all the, all the checklists, all the right buttons for me. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. This was a fantastic one. So good. Even that <clears throat> we, uh, last minute changed our book club game that month. Remember it was supposed to be like something else. And then you're like, we just got announced. We're like a uh, shadow dropped. They're like, it's out. Yeah. And we're like, this is a game. This is a game where this is what we're playing for book club. So you can hear more of our <laughs> thoughts on it. Uh, that was in March when it came out, I think April, I somewhere around there. It's on the free feed. So just go to your podcast apps. Uh, or, or on YouTube and just search for Super Gamer Book Club. Go find that. But yeah, we both uh, love this game. Uh, as far as it's Xbox exclusive, right? Yeah, because Tango GameWorks is owned by. Uh, it's yeah, Xbox. it's on Xbox consoles and it's on Steam. It is on Steam. I forget. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Game Pass for PC. So if you already have Game yep. Pass, just download it for free with, through through that app. But if not, yeah, you can get it through Steam as well. Fun game, fun rhythm action game, which. Yeah, I never really got into those much, but playing this, I'm like, ooh, I like this. I like rhythm games, you know? I love me some good rock band, Guitar Hero back in the day. Uh, and I like action games, so putting them together kind of just made sense. <laughs> and the soundtrack was killer. Yes. So good. Um, All right. I believe that is it for the Nerdy Nudes this week. Um. That means it's time for our Patreon ad. Hit it. All right, this is a part of the show where I tell you to go over to 
patreon.com slash supergamerboys and support us over there starting at just $1 a month. That's right, $1 and you get episodes early and ad-free such as this show uh, as well as uh, Super Gamer Book Club and the main, the, the new Patreon exclusive show is Super Later Boys. Episode 2 is up right now and hopefully by the end of the month, uh, usually what we do is the last day of the month is when the new episode comes out. So look forward to hopefully the 31st, <laughs> you getting a new Super Later Boys episode. Uh, check that out. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, $5 a month on our Patreon. You could be getting not only episodes early and free, but you can be getting the show notes. So you'll know ahead of time what we're going to be talking about and uh, leave your own questions, comments, concerns right on the dock. So that way, if there's a new story that interests you, you have some thoughts on a listener question that you want to answer as well, go ahead and leave the comment right there on the dock and we'll be sure to read it right here live on the show. So if you want to be a part of the show, then uh, go ahead and, and yeah, it's five bucks a month and uh, you can get those show notes, leave your thoughts right there. And then uh, you, when you're listening back later on your podcast or watching on YouTube, you can be like, hey, that's me. I said that. That's my opinion. It matters and it does. Uh, Ten bucks a month, you can be a Super Gamer sponsor. We get the, all those previous perks and a shout out on the show each and every episode at the top of the show. And then the top dog tier, Patreon producer, 15 bucks a month. And you get all those previous perks and uh, you get to pitch a segment for our show. So, yeah, we've had a few Patreon producers over the years. Adrian was one. He uh, pitched us uh, Super Indie Boys. He used to do a segment here for a while. Um, and we've had uh, a few others through the years. Kajoma with uh, his JJ, uh, Tall Tales with JJ. Um, we did a losing reviews for a while. Um, and even uh, it was from the request of some of our uh uh, Patreon producers to do a D&D show. That's what spun off in the Super Dungeon Boys. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. It's a separate show. You can find it on YouTube, our YouTube channel or on podcast apps. It's a separate feed. Um, so yeah, think about supporting us at the top dog tier if you're like, hey, I think I have a good idea for, for a segment here. Uh, and you really love what we do and want to help support us in uh, yeah, buying new equipment, buying new games, whatever it is to help keep the show running. If you are passionate about our show, uh, we would very much appreciate that help. Uh, we, yeah, appreciate all the current Patreon supporters. So thank you very much for that. Um, oh, one last thing before we get out of the ad here. Twitch.tv slash the Super Gamer Boys. Uh, we stream there each and every week when we record the show. Um, and if you're here right now and you have your uh, free Prime, subs Prime Gaming subscription, make sure to drop that over with us. If you have Amazon Prime, you can link it to your Twitch account. And for free every month, you got a Prime Gaming subscription that you can drop on any channel you want. You got to remember to do it each month because it doesn't automatically renew. But if you have that sitting, burning a hole in your pocket right now, make sure to drop that for us. We'd very much appreciate it. You get access to our emotes, and it helps the channel out financially. We'll get five bucks straight from Jeff Bezos' pocket that we can use on video games, new equipment, uh, just generally making the channel bigger and better. So think about it. Drop it our way. We'd appreciate it. And just follow. It's free to follow on Twitch. So go ahead and follow and ring that bell so you know that uh, when we're going live on Monday nights. All right, that's it for the ad. Now... Let's get into the next, next, the, the next, the next segment. You almost made it. Almost made it. <laughs> All right. It's now the time of the show where I ask you, Adrian, what you playing? Oh boy, I have been a gaming fool this week. Let me tell you what. Um, so 
let's start off. I started uh, Vampire Survivors this past week, which is recently just released on consoles. Yeah. And I I see it. I get it. <laughs> I get the hype. It is dangerous. That game is a, is uh, possibly, you know, very, very addicting. Um, you can spend, because each, each main round is about 30 minutes that you have to survive. So just that alone, you're looking at at least a half hour per session. And you can, you know, play stages multiple times. And you can try different loadouts to see what works best for your character. Um, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, I, I got to beat it as fast as I can because the way that you can tackle this game is like you can use every character and then go back and beat every stage with each one. And that's just hours and hours yeah. and hours you can add on. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but that game is fantastic. I can't believe it's only five bucks, but it is. Really? Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I play it through Game Pass because it's on Game Pass. I didn't realize it's that cheap as mm-hmm. well that's crazy just to like buy yeah. outright that's awesome that's- um definitely recommend that one and then the other one that i have been playing that recently came out as well uh is the long-awaited for me anyway is uh bomb rush cyberpunk oh yeah which is the it's been dubbed or deemed the spiritual successor to the jet set radio series mm-hmm. And boy, does it live up to that name. This game is everything that I've been waiting for in a Jet Set Radio sequel. It really does feel like Jet Set 3, but it feels like a mixture of that with uh, Team Reptile's own vision, which is the developer of the game. Okay, yeah. Um, it, it is it is firing on all cylinders. Um, it 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 scratches that 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 itch it makes that warm feeling in my old man jets at heart it just it's set to the blaze man everything about it 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 and I, I we were talking before the show and i said this um in the absolute best way this game feels um the vibe of it feels like it stepped right out of 2000 but the gameplay and the mechanics and sensibilities feel modern and it's the okay. perfect mix of those two Okay. I mean, it, it looks dead on like it could have just jumped right off of a Dreamcast onto onto uh, modern platforms. And I love the way it looks. I love the way it plays. I love the way that they do dialogue. The soundtrack is absolutely killer, which is paramount in a Jet Set game. You have to have a great soundtrack to skate to or to bike to or whatever, because you can do multiple things in this game. There's multiple modes of transportation. Um, yeah. This is what I was waiting for. They absolutely delivered, and I cannot wait to go back and play more of it. So those two are the big ones that I've been playing this week. How about yourself? That's awesome. Um, for me, it's uh, <laughs> it's more of the same. Playing more Baldur's Gate three. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> a huge game, uh, and at this point too, like I'm loving it so much. And I know I have other games I should be playing and finishing, but I'm like, I love this game. And in just a few more days, let's see, on Friday, well, Thursday night, the new Armored Core is coming out. So I'm like, I'm just kind of biding my time until Armored Core Fires of Rubicon comes out. What I is have. your latest uh, exploits? What, what What's going on in your journey? So in Baldur's Gate, uh, right now, uh, I guess I'll get a little spoilery. Not that I'm that far, to be honest. So here's the deal. I mean, you guys know, open world games, I get super distracted all over the place. 
Um, so I, uh, uh, been trying to just clear the opening map essentially. Like after your the ship crashes uh, from another dimension and you're on this ground and on the you know in this new land, uh, essentially, or maybe you're back home. I guess I'm not. It's not 100 clear yet. Uh, I. I've just been searching every inch of this place and dude it's it's just so cool because it's like it's a game that rewards rewards that like it's not like oh okay like there's you know you go find something there's a cool building but there's there's nothing good there it's like no you go to every nook and cranny and there's like uh cool lore that you find or some cool gear or like some fun fights stuff like that it is uh yeah just just a blast that it rewards that because a lot of games don't like they might have like a little funny little easter eggs or something but it's like oh, okay didn't really find anything that wasn't worth it um, or it's just a dead end where this game is like no you search things you're going to either come across some funny situations or crazy fights or something like that and uh but yeah i'm at this point now where uh there's this group of druids that are trying to kick the tieflings out of like this area um, the Druids have been there forever. The Tieflings are, are already like, were, uh, are nomads because they're kicked out of their original lands where they lived. Um, and they had settled down in this area and then these goblins start attacking and the Druids are like, nope, your guys are the reason everything's going crazy. So we're going to kick you guys out. Like you're not allowed to live here anymore. And so like, I'm in the middle of like trying to, I mean, that's what's crazy about Baldur's Gate. There's a million ways you can go about this. You could side with the Druids and like kick out all the Tieflings. You can side with the Tieflings and start a civil war and just like fight the Druids. Or what I'm trying, what I'm trying my best to do is like to peacefully have them like come together and work together. Trying so, to mediate. Yeah. So it's like been about a back and forth with these leaders, and it's finally come down to oh well, what happened? I'm finally figured out the story. Is that like this leader of the Druids? He actually went off on an adventure to look for something uh, in some cave, never came back. And so this other lady stepped up to take his place and lead. Come to find out she's just racist against tieflings, basically, uh, or just anyone who's not a druid or whatever. And so she's just like, and, and even like talking with a lot of the druids, they don't like her. But because she's a leader, they're just going along with what she says. And so like uh, one of the tiefling, the leader of the tiefling is like, you might just need to assassinate her. And I'm just like, oh, if I do that, like it's going to create cause so much chaos. <laughs> so like right now I have a mission though to go out and like one of the other options like, well, or you go find whatever his name is, the other, like the, the original Druid leader and see if you can find him. Like go to this where he went, went on that exploration, find him, save him, bring him back and try to like help smooth things over. Because he, he invited the tieflings in him originally, you know, he's, he's good, you know, he's this good guy. And so I'm like, oh man, that's a tall order. So I, I just like waltzed into this goblin uh, fortress where he may or may not be being held. I don't know yet. Like I'm just in this area. Um, and yeah, I just found out some interesting things with the goblins. I was expecting to be ambushed and killed immediately or at least attacked. But instead I was able to like talk my way through some stuff and with some weird connections like they're actually okay with me like i was able to intimidate them into like not attacking us and like being okay with us which is interesting uh, i won't get into like the story reasons why it worked out like play the game but I, i'm like walking around in their base which helps tremendously because i think if, if if i would have been enemies with the goblins this is impossible like it would have been impossible <laughs> like, i don't know if right like it would have been so freaking hard but the fact that i was able to like I, i'm playing as a bard so i like really high charisma 
just talk my way out of things and like convince people of things. Oh man, it just made it so much easier. Like, oh, like they actually like are submitting to me, these goblins, at least in this immediate area. So I don't know, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I also came across an owl bear uh, in a cave and I was, I don't, I don't, I haven't learned the spell speak with animals yet. Cause I had heard, I had it kind of spoiled for me that apparently you can have the owl bear join you <laughs> as like a party member almost. If you can talk to it. If probably. you can talk to it. But the problem is I walked in the cave and immediately just wanted to attack me. And I was like, I can't, I can't attack this thing. I don't want to kill the owl bear. Like not yet. So I like left. Can uh, you come back to it later? Once I, you learn how to speak to animals? I think so. I mean, that's my plan. I marked it on my mini map. And so I need to go learn the spell, speak with animals. And then I'm going to come back and see if I can talk to him. But right okay. now, like, I mean, there's there, what happened is like I stumbled on the baby one and then the mama one got pissed. And I'm like, oh, uh -oh. no. So I like just backed out. Time I'm to like, go. Peace. I'm out. See ya. So try to come back and revisit that later. But ah, this game's just so good. And I, I, if you want to hear more about my Baldur's Gate thoughts, more deeper thoughts, um, we talked for like an hour on, on over on SBF VGS. Uh, podcast so do a search for that super best trend video game sleepover um I talk with mike and david over there uh, for about an hour and you can hear their thoughts as well it's a ton of fun doing that um and uh yeah loving the game very few gripes honestly and it's more like nitpicky things with like um how there's there's a different ui in the game whether you're using mouse and keyboard or controller so if I'm yeah, on, I remember you saying that. Yeah. So if I'm on my PC and I'm using my mouse and keyboard, you know, it it looks one way. The menu, like the whole interface, looks one way and works one way. And then the second I pick up my DualSense, that's plugged into my computer and move the analog sticks, all of a sudden the game like freezes for a second and then pop, a new interface pops up and it like looks different, plays different, works different. There's even features that are like missing and different. So which is kind of weird. So like. When I go to a shop and I barter with people, I like to be on controller because for whatever reason, when I go to a shop, I can pick from ever like, I can see the inventory of everyone in my party, all four people. Uh -huh. And then like, oh, click and drag. I want to sell all of these things and boom, you're done. On mouse and keyboard, that's impossible to do. You can only, if you try to switch to another character to look at their inventory, it resets the bartering process, which is a wild thing. Like, it's like so weird. So it's like there's weird, like quality of life things and there's positives on both. So it's like, oh, there's really good things on controller, really good things on mouse and keyboard. But it's something more like, yeah, mid game. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the shop, pick up my controller. All right, I'm back in combat. Uh, this is nicer on mouse and keyboard. Go back over to that. So it's a little <laughs> weird, but um, I am mainly playing on Steam Deck, though, which is controller. And I, for 99 percent of things, it's amazing. Loving it. So, OK, yeah. Go if, if you're not playing this game, guys, listen to the show. Go play this game. So it's literally just I will. I will. I promise uh, you. I will. It's D D. There is so much coming and so much that I haven't played that I still have not played Final Fantasy yet. It's been that big of a year, that packed of a year. Which one? What do you mean? Oh, 16. 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot going there's on. There's a lot, so. and there's a lot coming still well yeah like what on friday it's uh, armored core the week after it's starfield uh you know, mario's coming yeah. alan wake and, is coming in october there's like five games coming out like right <laughs> it's 
unfortunately. Just Assassin's Creed. Bonkers crazy. So, yeah, crazy game. Uh, crazy gaming year. So looking forward to it. But also, it's going to be exhausting <laughs> trying to get through all these things. It's going to be a long, yes, long trek. But that's all right. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. And uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate each and every one of you who tune in here live at twitch.tv slash the super gamer boys or over at youtube.com slash super gamer boys or listen later on podcast services around the globe. We thank you. Appreciate you. Tell your friends about us. We appreciate that as well. Help spread the good news of super gamer boys. Uh, If you really love what we do and you want to help support us and get some uh, sweet perks, early and ad free episodes, go to patreon.com slash super gamer boys. Throw us just a buck. We'd appreciate it. It's $1. You can get some some sweet things uh, or if you want some of those other perks like i said we got we got something for everyone sgbstore.com you can buy some sweet merch we got coffee mugs stickers t-shirts hoodies go over there check it out get some cool merch with our logo on it and uh uh yeah help support the show that way shout out to jack sriracha and yate for allowing us to use their music on on the show we appreciate them very much you can find them on apple music and spotify links will be in the show description below uh, and uh, during the week, you can find us at supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys. I am on Twitter and Instagram at gmorling. Adrian, where can the people find you at? You can find me any and everywhere on these here socials or gaming services at Homeboy. Heck yeah. All right. Well, that's all. I- oh, one last piece of housekeeping that I was supposed to say at the beginning of the show, but here we are at the end. No episode next Monday. Because I will be traveling to Seattle. I will be on an airplane for most of the day. Uh, and because we're got a layover in San Jose for a little bit and then get to Seattle later. So we Walking will. right next to PAX. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'll be up there just missing out. I wanted to get a ticket real bad, but I just wasn't able to get a good, nail down a good time to go to PAX. But uh, I get to see the McElroy brothers. So I get to see oh, uh, okay. they're doing live shows. Uh, they're doing the Adventure Zone one night and my brother, my brother and me. I'm going to the Adventure Zone with my buddy. See some D&D. Watch him play some D&D. I've seen him before in San Sick. Jose uh, like three, four years ago. Um, it was a ton of fun. So I'm excited to see him again. Uh, so if you're going to uh, the Adventure Zone up in Seattle and you list our show, uh, hit me up, I guess. We can, He'll be we can, there. He can hang out. I mean, we have assigned seats, so we can't sit next to each other, but we'll be there. Also, if you can <laughs> sneak him into that, either either into PAX or to that uh, Nintendo event that's supposed to be, go- be going on. Yes. Just saying, if you know somebody that knows somebody, if you got hookups, get, in there. get me in the PAX or, or even just the free Nintendo event. That'd be awesome. I'd love it. <laughs> that we both got turned down for. Not salty about it. Don't that, worry about it. That lottery system was a joke. Why did they do that? So dumb. Why wasn't it just first come, first serve? Should have been. Because I was there. I was there. Like waiting. We were there. We were <laughs> on it. All right, Adrian. That's all I got for this show. Go ahead and take us out. You got it. Folks, thank you for hanging out with us for another week. Uh, as always, we appreciate any and all support that you give us, even if it's just listening or telling somebody about us or even watching the videos. And, of course, subscribing to our Patreon. It all helps us to uh, continue to do what we do. And um, as I always say that we would have been talking about this stuff regardless, but we're happy to include you guys all in on the conversation because it uh, introduces a bunch of uh, new viewpoints and things that we wouldn't have thought of. So uh, it and in, in turn, it helps enrich our conversations. So 
uh as always like i said we appreciate you all and until next time we are the super gamer boys and we'll catch you on the flippity flop i don't know how i forgot it was atlas in in bioshock like i had a complete meltdown for a reason i remembered fontaine before i remembered atlas <laughs> what same here same here i'm right there in the same boat with you <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>